have a conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think sessions would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman Collins, registered dietitian nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We are so excited to have you joining us for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you today? I'm doing amazing today, Sherry. How are you? I am like one hair shy of amazing. I'm not <laughs> just quite a hair. Amazing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite amazing. For those of you who've been following my hair journey, I I tried the pink hair again today. It's still not quite pink. I know, right? I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm trying to find just the Is right it, let spot. Me, let me look in the light this way. Okay. I'm seeing a hint. I'm, that's why I said I'm a hair short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite as amazing pink as I want to be yet, but I'm still working on it. How pink are you trying up. to get? Not like the paper that's in front of us, which is like hot Neon. pink. Um, something like, you know, like a rose gold, like the color of my, my watch band. It's like Ooh, this beautiful be so rose pretty. gold. I know, right? So I love L'Oreal hair color. I'm not going to lie. That's what I use on my hair on the on the regular. So I, I found this rose gold color hmm. from L'Oreal and I used it. So if you follow me on Instagram, you saw this post. Like I col- tried to color my hair rose gold using that rose gold hair color and it totally didn't work I was so disappointed Mm. I even left it on five extra minutes and my hair still didn't look even pink at all and so my hairdresser pinged me on Instagram and said you need to use this product and so I bought it and I've been using it um and it's one of those like you it's like a wash that you use instead of shampoo Mm. you use it in 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 it and it like you color your hair with it you put it on your hair and it, it takes the place of your shampoo and conditioner and it really does make my hair nice and soft but it's still it looks not fluffy. really pink. Mm, it's 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 not pink. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But so the, I mean, in a certain light, and if I squint, <laughs> I see I see like a blush, a blush of a color. Uh, so I'm see I'm almost there. I'm like a hair shy. But you know, it's funny because I'm I'm so glad that we're talking about that because that is a perfect lead in for this show because the whole post um if you read it you know this but the whole post was really about like just bravely doing the things that you want to do and fully accepting yourself as you are like Mm -hmm. loving yourself and doing the things that you really want to do and I think um that's the perfect tie-in for this show. I think so. <laughs> Even though it's not about pink hair or hair color. It's not. <laughs> it is about loving yourself. And um, I am so excited to have a guest with us today who's really an expert on this topic and is going to be able to give us so much insight and wisdom. Amanda Marks has a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Georgia and a master's degree in psychology with a counseling specialty from Argosy University. She's a licensed professional counselor, and we need lots Lots of counseling on this show, obviously. I'm very (laughs) pro-therapy. In the state of Georgia and also is a certified Prepare Enrich facilitator, which is um, developed specifically for premarital counseling and for couples looking to enrich their relationship and what what couple doesn't need that. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs that. Mm Amanda is also a certified professional clinical supervisor and offers supervision and consultation services, which is important that therapists have therapists. (laughs) (laughs) She is also a 200-hour registered yoga teacher and completed her teacher training under the direction of Isabel Casey at the Sama Yoga Studio. Amanda's work experience includes uh, psychiatric 
pediatric hospitals and emergency rooms, inpatient day programs. She's worked with adolescents and women with eating disorders and trauma, and she has so much wisdom to share with us. So welcome. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. We're so <laughs> glad that you decided to join us. And, you know, when I started thinking about a show like this, we were really, it was before I met you, and we were really thinking about having somebody who could help us kind of talk about the psychological aspect of loving yourself as you are and self-acceptance and learning to be really satisfied with yourself as you are at the same time as also being fully engaged in improving your health. Right. And yes. that's, I think, where sometimes people get hung up. Mm -hmm. Am I right? No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And that's it's hard. It is <laughs> it hard. It's not an easy thing at all. Yeah. To like yourself, much less, I think, love yourself. Yeah. Um, especially in these, this day and age and everything. And, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely a process, but yeah. hopefully give, give everybody some tools to maybe help them on their love, self-love journey. <laughs> I love that. Especially of being February and uh, Valentine's Day. I just hug myself. Right around. <laughs> Seriously. But no, I mean, you, we joke about that, but that, that can work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so interesting. If you think about, you know, we, especially now I've seen so many messages like love yourself and self-care mm -hmm. and all this, while at the same time, we're still getting these messages that say, well, you're also, you need to change this. You need to change that. Love yourself, right. but change this too. And it's like confusing. It's very confusing. And it's funny that you mentioned that because that's, um, and one of the tools I use in with my um, psychotherapy clients is um, a theory called dialectical behavioral therapy. And dialectics are basically it's um, kind of two opposing thoughts or beliefs and trying to find the middle ground. So kind of the ultimate dialectical conflict of therapy is what do I need to accept about myself versus what do I need to change about myself? And so I think that can easily be, be applied to, you know, how we think about ourselves and how we treat ourselves. So again, that just that balance of what do I need to accept about myself versus what do I need to change. Mm -hmm. And yeah. <laughs> and I think health wise, you know, as a dietitian, this mm -hmm. is definitely an area where I see a lot of confusion and conflict with people who think, I, I think that in, in, you tell me you're the, you're the expert on the psychological part of it, but it, it feels like to me, and I've seen this in my practice and in my experience as a dietitian, that many people are all or nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think so in the health space, this is a real issue because, and especially with nutrition and food, you know, it's not all or nothing. It's right. never all, all or nothing. nothing. What are you talking about? So um, people who think that they have to follow rigid rules around food and eating, they have to follow like, um, you know, just to think about some of the diets we've talked about so far this year already, like mm. the keto or or paleo diets or the, even Whole30, you know, those are really kind of rigid ways of eating that have very structured rules. And if a lot of people think if I can't follow this all the way, I'm mm -hmm. not going to follow it at all. Mm -hmm. Or they'll start and they'll be really, really committed to doing it and they do really well. And then they have one meal where they don't follow the rules. And then they just throw the whole thing out the window and say, I'm mm -hmm. just not going to do this. I can't do it. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Is that what you think you see too? Absolutely. Sometimes? And especially um, I work in a day treatment program um, with for women with eating disorders. And I really say that a lot there too of um, especially with those individuals more on the restricting, you know, restricting food end of um, disordered eating and eating disorders. It's like, okay, if I'm, 
I'm either going to be super restrictive and, and everything, or I'm going to completely let myself go and not take care of myself mm-hmm. and seeing those, those extremes and just, and just overall in general, you know, a, a lot of times I see it with teenagers in school, you know, it's like I've either, I'm either passing and I've got all A's and hundreds on everything, or I'm failing and not getting out of bed and going to school. So just a lot of that all or nothing black and white thinking instead of trying to find the grays in, in situations. Extremes just don't work. They and don't. That with, and I think that with dieting. our <laughs> lives are the gray. Yes. You know? <laughs> Why do you think that people fall into that? Why is it so easy to fall into that? It's, I, I almost feel like it's like a personality type mm-hmm. thing. Um, you know, I don't know if it's, and I'm just noticing more and more. It seems like it's like a, just like a personality characteristic almost since like birth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know I kind of fall into that, you know, category of like perfectionism tend to be an all or nothing thinker. Um, and that certainly wasn't anything because I've certainly done my own therapy and um, explored that and tried to kind of figure that out for myself and realizing, okay, I was just kind of born this way with that, mm-hmm. with that mindset of it's got to, you know, it's all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Again, black and white. That, <laughs> I'm that, either doing this all in or eh, could care about it. How did that kind of it. manifest itself in your life? I think just being up, just striving, constantly try, striving. Um, you know, I was the kid that would come home upset that I got a 95 on a test. And my mm. parents were like, you did amazing. It's okay. You got an A. <laughs> Where did you go? Like, we never got A's in school. <laughs> and I'm like hysterical. And my parents were like, you need to chill out. And then um, when it came time to applying for grad school, not getting in originally where I wanted to go and thinking, okay, my my life is over. You know, I didn't get into the school. I'm just, I'm a failure. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. mm-hmm. that's interesting that you say that it, maybe it has to do with a, being a, you know, mm-hmm. sort of a personality characteristics. I'm, I'm definitely that perfectionist bent too. And it's taken me a long time to get away from that and to learn not to live in that right. those sort of day tight compartments of, you mm-hmm. know, here's I'm perfect here, here I'm not perfect. So I don't address that at all. Right. Like that's kind of how I was a lot of, my life, I just would ignore certain aspects of my life because I thought if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do that yes. at all. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I would guess, and I don't know, I don't have the research on this, but I would guess that people like that are probably more likely to do these kinds of diets. Yes, I think so too. Because mm-hmm. it gives them yeah. that rule book, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Some yeah. of us need like I need a I need a uh, a rubric by which to yes. measure my success. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and if I don't have that, then how do I know if I'm being successful? Right. And if I look a certain way and you know, if if I don't look a certain way, then these things aren't going to happen for me and I don't have worth as a person or, or things like that. So mm-hmm. I think absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the, some of the things that you think um, contribute to that kind of thinking in our society? I really, in the last few years, I think just the rise of social media and influencers and just like this comparison, um, which in, in comparison's always been something that I've um, struggled with. I, I joked earlier when I came in that, you know, I'm, I'm freakishly tall and, you know, just <laughs> noticing, and, you know, and looking back, you know, I was always like a head taller than everybody else in school, you know, the boys, everybody. So I always just kind of felt just 
awkward um, just being taller and like, oh, I wish I was shorter and wish I could wear the cute heels and stuff like that. But and thank God that social media wasn't around when I was <laughs> younger. But um, but I'm really just noticing a rise in that of just comparing ourselves to, you know, just these little snapshots that we see. Mm. Of, and that we see constantly. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Constantly at our fingertips, you know, of people that we know, people that we don't know. And I think that's been a really interesting thing to a lot of the young ladies that I've been working with, you know, they're saying that they used to, you know, just compare themselves to, you know, celebrities and whatnot on social media. But now they're even noticing like in, you know, featured post on Instagram that it's like girls next door, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, Oh, this girl lives, you know, she doesn't live 3000 miles away in California. She, goes to a school near mine and I don't look like that. I don't make those grades. I'm not involved in that many activities. And so just that constant comparison that makes us end up feeling less than. It's. I think that's really, that's very interesting to think about. You know, when I was growing up, of course, social media wasn't a thing right. either. And, mm-hmm. you know, we the, definitely comparison was there. And so I, you know, you would compare yourself to the Hollywood starlet of the day, Mm -hmm. whoever that was, you know, whoever was on covers of magazines and to my friends in my school. Right. And that was it. Mm -hmm. And it was like this kind of where I, you know, I fit in some areas. I didn't fit in other areas. I didn't look like, you know, I didn't look like Madonna and neither did anybody I went to high school with. Mm -hmm. So it was, it wasn't so (laughs) bad. we tried very hard. (laughs) (laughs) We did. And I did. And, um, but you know, it's, it's like, I, I think, it's that's such a great point because it wasn't like you know there are beautiful people everywhere and beauty mm-hmm. is lots of different different definitions right but let's right. say just for the sake of the conversation the traditional picture of whatever was beautiful in your mind there were lots of people that were famous like that but mm-hmm. you didn't know those people in person right right but social media has brought them into your house you know mm-hmm. into your pocket you 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 feel a familiarity with these people on social media especially through Instagram and Facebook and these um places where people tell you a lot about themselves and you feel like you know them right mm-hmm. and I don't think that that was the way it was when I was growing up yeah I agree and this is a you know I'm not like certainly not hating on social media you know it definitely has its advantages too but you know I've just noticed that it becomes I don't, it's just a theme that mm-hmm. constantly comes up and I I personally feel like we can't ignore it and I know I have to be mindful of how much time I spend on social media because yeah those little negative voices start to come back in about, mm-hmm. oh well you don't look like that or oh yeah. you don't have as many clients as that person or you're not doing this or whatever so just all the different all the different things that come up that make us like oh well yeah my family doesn't look like that or (laughs) I decided you know if I look at a person's pictures and it starts making creating thoughts in my mind that make me feel bad about myself let me just unfollow because I don't have to look at it (laughs) I don't have to look at it you know I'm pretty Mm -hmm. satisfied um with myself and I had to do some work to get there Mm -hmm. um but I am very conscious of you know let me let me kind of police what I'm looking Mm -hmm. at the social media detox. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Filtering social media, I think, is definitely one great thing we can do to help combat some of that, the cultural influence that tells us that we're not enough. Mm-hmm. What are some other things, Amanda? Um, I think surrounding ourselves with people that are like-minded. Um, 
you know, what I've noticed is, you know, if we're standing around and we're bashing the way our thighs look or something in a, in an outfit or, you know, that's very quick to like catch on and be contagious. You know, if I see something self-deprecating towards myself, I almost feel like a lot of times if you don't kind of jump in on that self-hatred, self-bashing bandwagon, it's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so instead of getting caught up in that, I think, you know, saying even something neutral about yourself and seeing how that can kind of multiply and, and carry on. So I think being mindful of the people that you that you surround yourself with. Um, and I know for myself, one thing that's really started ha- um, making a difference and helping me is practicing self-compassion. Um, a big key of that being um, self-kindness and thinking like what I tell my niece the things that I tell myself or would I tell a friend the same things that I tell myself and really kind of that being a wake up call of, of not, you know, not getting in the mindset that I want to do because I do believe that body image is a mindset. Like Mm -hmm. we don't grow up instantly or we're not born hating our bodies. Um, That's, it's a mindset Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, when you were talking about thinking about the kinds of people that you surround yourself with, Mm -hmm. it reminded me of, you know, kind of this self bashing session I had on myself a couple of years ago and my friend saying, you know what, I'm not going to let you talk about my friend that way. Like (laughs) you can't, you can't talk about my friend that way. I will fight you for talking (laughs) about my friend that way because that's not true Mm -hmm. and stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really made me conscious of, oh my God, well, how often do I say to myself, oh my God, my hair is horrible and I've got three chins and, you know, my stomach laps over and all this other stuff about myself Mm -hmm. instead of really being like, okay, this is the body that I have. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something that I read actually not all that long ago that's really stuck with me is that we take care of things that we love. And that just, I don't know, just seeing that written, it just really, and I can't remember where I read it now, but it just really hit me, you know, of like, yeah, if I'm not taking care of myself and I hate myself, I'm not taking care of myself, you know, because I just, I don't care. So what would it look like if I just, again, even if it's just starting off with like neutral thoughts um, of, okay, let's, let's take care of myself the way I am now mm-hmm. and reminding myself too, um, and reminding the people I work with, you know, acceptance doesn't mean that you like it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, acceptance is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of instead of, instead of always waiting on the what ifs and when I, you know, just care for yourself right now because you deserve it mm-hmm. and you're worth it. <laughs> I love that um, that statement, and I don't think I've ever heard it before. Like acceptance, acceptance doesn't mean you like it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I mean that that's so profound because yeah. I think many people think that if I accept something, mm-hmm. then I have to be happy about it. Absolutely. Right. I'm endorsing it. I'm yeah. saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Not true in yeah. any area, mm-hmm. but certainly not in our health, if there are issues that we need to address, we need to address them and that's okay. And we can do that joyfully. Mm -hmm. And kind of going with the um, joyful too, another thing that I find really helpful is, um, you know, gratitude. So Mm -hmm. looking and researching like what our bodies actually do for ourselves each day, which is just 
incredible. And I'm sure Sherry, you can probably talk a lot more of that of like what our bodies actually, you know, do for us physically and everything. But yeah, so just having gratitude. um, And I know that's a big buzzword, it seems like, but it really does make a difference. You know, the practice of of gratitude and what you're grateful for, um, because that helps with that helps with that mindset, it helps combat that that negativity. Yeah. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. I have to tell you, this yeah. is so funny. Like I, I'm, I'm not a super fit person. I I'm, I'm fit enough for the moment, but I'm not a super fit person. And I, and I used to go hiking a lot more, but I remember one time I went hiking and we were on this, we were at Cloudland Canyon. So if you're mm-hmm. in Georgia and you know, the area, beautiful, beautiful place to yeah. go, but there are some very steep areas where you hike or take stairs Hundreds, maybe a billion stairs or something like that. And I, and That's I remember, a big difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A billion, billion. So I remember like one time we were there, we were coming up the stairs and I was just like winded and my legs hurt. And I was just like, I just wanted to stop and sit on the stairs and not move. But that was not an option because there were a bunch of people <laughs> so I, behind you. So yeah, you had to keep moving. Yeah, every, there were just lots of people, at least in my mind there were. And it, so I was like the whole – I took to this habit of saying like all the way I would, I would say, thank you, Lord, for giving me a body that works. Thank you, Lord, for giving me legs that can carry me up these stairs. Thank you, God, for giving me a body that works. I just, it was my mantra for that, that moment going up the, the steep, steep stairs. And I think to me, there've been lots of other times, like when I was birthing a baby, when I was like, (laughs) you know, when there was that, that, that moment of just appreciating that I have a body Mm -hmm. that does the things that I need it to do. Right. Absolutely. Gets me Mm -hmm. up out of the bed, gets me, you know, across the floor, helps me, you know, play with my son, do Mm -hmm. the things, whatever they are that I need it to do. Yeah. There's power in that. Absolutely. And it's and it's interesting. I'm learning and researching um, a lot more about mindset and, you know, positive psychology. Um, but just noticing just like the power of those, you know, just even neutralizing the negative, you know, and I learned in a meditation training I did back in, de- in December that for every negative thought to neutralize it, we have to have like three positive thoughts for it. And to increase positivity, we need a minimum of like seven. So just kind of, and and it builds on each other. Mm -hmm. So, you know, doing one positive thing, one thing, recognizing one thing that you're grateful for, Mm -hmm. one thing that you're grateful that your body can do, and then building on that. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an example of like a negative thought that you can take to neutral that not necessarily going, making it positive, but Mm -hmm. just what does neutral look like? I think that's a, can you give me a negative statement? That may be a little bit easier. Um, (laughs) My lower belly is so puffy. Okay. So I would encourage you to use some mindfulness skills. So just basic non-judgment, non-observation, and what has your lower belly been able to do for you? Does it enable you to, does it hold your organs to digest your food properly? And Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it does provide a resting place for my belt. Because there you go. Because <laughs> there's an upper belly yeah. and then a little line and then a lower belly. Yeah. So, you know, the belt goes yeah. right in that little groove. Right. Um, 
Okay. I see what you said. So not, you know, taking it to, I love my belly, Mm -hmm. you know, that may be too far and extreme, but just, I think that's really a kind of applying what I call those basic mindfulness, you know, skills come into play of just starting off with something neutral. You know, I don't hate myself. I don't love myself, but maybe I like myself. Mm -hmm. So can you find some tolerance for your belly? Okay. Yeah. I know for me, you know, I've been on a weight loss journey for a couple of years now. Um, and when I first started off, I it was so difficult to lose any weight at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and until I had like a, a moment in the mirror where I just said, this is what my body is. And this is okay. Yeah. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And this is Okay. I wasn't able to lose until after that. Wow. So when you were talking about, you know, a couple minutes ago when you were saying that you care for what you love Mm -hmm. until I was able to, I I won't say that I loved (laughs) my body, but I was at least able to accept Mm -hmm. that this is my body. Right. Um, I wasn't able to to care for it. Mm -hmm. And then in that caring is where, you know, the weight has started to to come off Mm -hmm. very slowly, but yeah. I think the flip side of that caring is abusing, right? Mm, It can be abusing, Mm -hmm. can be. So to me, when I think about um, weight loss and nutrition and sort of how this fits into the space, a lot of times what I see is, you know, people, I think a lot of people look at the popular diets or the fad diets that are out there right now, such as the things we've mentioned, keto, Mm -hmm. paleo. Whole Foods or Whole30, and and I'm not hating on those. There's positive things about all of those ways of eating, but for many people, I think um, it, it can manifest in sort of this abuse of their body. You know, they're not, they're not, they're not giving their body all of the things their body needs right. in all of these cases, right? If you're eating a diet that's very high in fat, you're probably not eating enough fiber. If mm. you're eating a diet that's, you know, doesn't include any dairy, you could be missing some important nutrients for your bone health. Is so, cheese a nutrient? I feel like it is. <laughs> cheese is a nutrient for sure. <laughs> it better be. All right. <laughs> So good. <laughs> Don't you be hating on cheese. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm a cheese lover. I'm cheesy. You should know that by now. I mean, I, I think. <laughs> I think you know. I, I mean, if you if you look at it just from like a purely scientific kind of perspective, you're you're eliminating so many important mm-hmm. things that your body needs. So you're sacrificing, abusing essentially your body for the mm-hmm. sake of what? To look a certain way that somebody else told you you need to look. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really at the end of the day, like yeah. that's what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Is somebody else told you this is beautiful, so this is what you're trying to do. Like if you just, to me, if you can get to the place where you're thinking to yourself, okay, would I tell somebody else that? I love, you mm-hmm. mentioned that, Amanda, and to me, that's yeah. one of the things that I've used too, is like if I find myself in a lot of negative self-talk, and, I, and I've come a long way. There was a time when I was, a, there was a lot of that in my life, and I'm much better now. Don't abuse myself nearly as much as I used to. <laughs> but, you know, part of that change for me was looking at it and going, wait a minute, would I say this to someone else? Mm-hmm. Would I say this to, and I have a little sister, those of you who know me well know, I have a baby sister who's almost 21, which is just blows my mind, <laughs> but she's my baby. She's all, she was my first baby, I always say. And, you know, for, for me, a lot of my changes were sort of focused on what would I do for her? What would mm-hmm. I say to right. her? Mm-hmm. How can I explain this to her? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, she was like, 
the little me in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the changes that I made were because I wanted to be better for her because I wanted to be better to myself, you know, mm-hmm. well, and was, she's going to look to you too yeah, as a role model. Right. I think that's a lot of things too. Like we forget that we are role models, you know, for siblings, children, friends, you know, we, we pay attention to what other people are saying to, yeah. you know, to themselves. So to that end, you know, what would you say to a woman who is maybe struggling with accepting herself as she is? I would start off by, again, just really teaching her about self-compassion. I love the work that Kristen Neff, um, a psychologist, um, I think she's in in Austin um, or Houston. I can't remember. One of those places in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so her kind of components of self-compassion are self-kindness. So again, that, you know, just treating yourself like you would somebody else that you really cared about. Um, and it's funny earlier, D, you, um, before we started recording, you had said you were going to give yourself a hug. That's one of the, the exercises that she actually mentions in her book really? about a way to to practice that self-kindness because hugs like releases oxytocin, which is the love. Even when you hug yourself? Um, even when you hug yourself. I'm going to hug myself. Yeah. Oh, that See? actually does feel good. Right? Hug yourself, Sherry. <laughs> oh, I, listen, yeah. I, I, I don't have any yeah. problems. I hug myself a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it releases those those neurotransmitters, those feel-good hormones. That's like, okay. So even if it's cheesy, hug yourself. <laughs> um, and also um, – so self-kindness and common humanity. So recognizing that we're all humans. We're not we're not alone in our struggles. Um, so I think, you know, finding safe people to talk about them with, be it a therapist or a friend or or somebody um, and somebody that's maybe going to kind of help maybe kind of challenge and confront you maybe a little bit on some of those more negative thoughts instead of just joining in on that bashing bandwagon. And then mindfulness, like I mentioned earlier. So just paying on paying attention on purpose without judgment just sticking to the facts so so that and especially the self-kindness piece is really what I first start you know really working with with people on of again let's just be kind to ourselves and do things that make us feel good and and, and gratitude too mm-hmm. do you have any specific resources that you would suggest that people, seek out? Yeah. So Kristen Neff's book called Self-Compassion is amazing. Um, And she recently came out with a workbook as well um, that follows along with that. Um, Also, dietitian Rebecca Stritchfield has written an amazing book that has a lot of journaling prompts in it called Body Kindness, which I absolutely love. And um, if you're a meditator, practicing loving kindness, um, meditation um, because it starts with having to imagine somebody that you care deeply about and sending them love and kindness and compassion um, and then giving yourself that love and kindness and then um, maybe somebody that you have neutral or difficult you know interactions with sending them to and research actually backs that up too that that is a good way to increase the compassion that we have for ourselves mm-hmm. in addition to others. So selecting someone that you have a challenging relationship with and kind of pulling out those things that are challenging for you and trying to be compassionate about them. Not necessarily pulling out the things that are challenging about the relationship, but just 
I don't know, say Sherry's getting on your nerve one day. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but, you know, maybe you've had a, a rough time with her since y'all work so close together. But maybe you'd send her some loving kindness when you're maybe having a rough day with her or something. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that, D. You need to do that. Yeah. Or maybe if there's like... <laughs> now a, I'm like sitting here, honestly, I'm like, okay, you she's know. She's thinking about somebody. Yeah. Or somebody that's wronged you. Well, you know, in a marriage, well, it can be difficult. Absolutely. Sometimes you get annoyed. Oh, right. They're breathing too hard mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm a boss. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like trying to like wrap my mind around like in yeah. the in the moment of mm-hmm. like feeling frustrated having compassion and sending love yeah it changes everything yeah it changes everything i can see how it would kind of change your mindset about what's Mm -hmm. going on in the moment right Mm -hmm. one of the things um when i was i mentioned that i had some negative negative self-talk that i had to talk myself out of one of the things my therapist one of the exercises that we did was she had me think about myself as a little child Mm, like as the child that i was you know and and imagine what i would say to that child instead of you know sort of bashing myself or where i was she reminded me that inside every one of us is still that same child you know Mm. we grow up but that child's still in Mm -hmm. us you know we're still shaped by a lot of the things that happen when we're children and the things that we believe as children follow us and stay with us into adulthood and so a lot of the work that I did with her was sort of going back and thinking about if I could talk to that child that little you know toehead kid that I was (laughs) skinny all legs you know lots of blonde hair what would I say to that little girl, mm. you know, instead of whatever I was saying to myself at that time, you know, about being a failure and, yeah. you know, you don't, you know, one ever, at least not, you know, most people, kind people certainly <laughs> don't say to a child, you're, you're a failure. But right. as adults, I think mm. we say that to ourselves. Mm. And so sort of thinking about, wait a minute. Okay. What's that little girl in me? You know, where is she? What would I say to her? And how can I say that to myself now? And believe it. It sounds so corny. It doesn't. It's, I'm about yeah. to cry because I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. What would I say to little D? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think. And I would definitely talk to her much different than right? I talk to, yeah. you know, Groundy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Words are powerful. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. They shape our beliefs. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've recently, you know, it's like growing up, you know, we say, oh, sticks and stones may break yeah, my no. bones. But we're, it's like, no, <laughs> we can heal a lot better from a broken bone than, you know, those harmful words yeah. that, you know, we hear from ourselves or from other people, yeah. too. That that to me is that that takes a lot to, yeah. to work through and not not believe that change yeah. that instant, you know, inner dialogue and change those schemas and the way we view the world and mm-hmm. start to start to challenge that and go, Hey, wait, no. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think of the, um, the scripture when, um, Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they sinned in the garden and then what did they do? They hid. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and God of course finds them. Duh. <laughs> and he says, who told you you were naked? And it, I, whenever I hear that scripture or think about that scripture, it always makes me think about like, who told you you were fill in the blank, mm, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, they were naked, but, yeah. <laughs> but they were, but, but I think it, there was so much more to that statement. It wasn't just about the fact that they didn't have clothes on, mm-hmm. you know? And to me, that's the thing is like in our minds, if sometimes 
the 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 thoughts that are in our minds sometimes were put there by somebody else. You know, right. children don't come into the world believing that they can't do anything. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I have a five-year-old son. He believes he can do anything. Absolutely anything. Anything. And I believe that he can do anything, except he can't fly. And I do remind him on the regular because <laughs> I don't want my kid to jump off the roof. But <laughs> but he believes he can become anything. He can do anything. He can, And I believe that for him. And why don't I believe that for myself? Or how can I believe that for myself? You know, let's turn that question around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Words and beliefs are powerful and we have to say the right things to ourselves. So I think that's a big part of learning to love ourselves. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that just speaking kindly to ourselves and, you know, and even if you're not there of, you know, talking kindly to yourself, you know, practice it with like a loved one yeah. or, or your pet, you know, yes. again, you know, it's like all of us <laughs> dog moms out there, <laughs> you know, like, what does your dog believe about you? Right. I, was just I, about to say, I can see myself saying that to Katie and her being like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like my dog judges me. But that's uh, probably a whole nother thing. <laughs> Are you sure you don't have a cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that is so funny. That is so funny. Well, you know, I think that one of the most important things that I have I've kind of heard here and that I think is really super important is the is the idea of 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 being having someone else speaking into your life. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. I think, you know, I have a friend who used to say like you can't you can't find the solution to your problem with the same thinki thinking that got you into the problem you're right. in. Mm -hmm. You need somebody else's thoughts. You need somebody else investing into mm -hmm. your life. And whether that's somebody you pay who's a therapist mm -hmm. or a trusted friend or a minister in your life mm -hmm. or whatever it is, somebody who's got your best interest at heart. Yeah. And you can even do that. That reminds me of um, a type of journaling exercise that I like to have a lot of um, my clients do at times of, um, you know, writing out those negative thoughts, those negative, mm -hmm. you know, statements, whatever. And then on the other side, challenging them. Mm -hmm. So like, I can't do anything right. Like, okay, I did this thing right today. Mm -hmm. So even, you know, you've got that record and you're starting to change, change your thoughts, change your beliefs. And really, again, like black and white, the black and white there on the paper of like challenging those negative statements. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even more powerful than just writing them down. Cause I know a lot of people will do that and then just go back and continually read all the negative stuff. And it's like, <laughs> that sounds so, horrible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't okay, want to do that. Well, let's, you know, okay. Like, okay, great. You're great at listing those out, but let's start, let's start challenging them. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I love that. I'm, I'm, I like to journal. I'm not as good, good at it as I used to be. I, I journal for my son, but I don't journal mm. so much for myself anymore. <laughs> I need to do a better job of that. <laughs> I love that. And so what el what else? What other thoughts do you have? Things that our our ladies need to know if they're struggling with self-care, self-love, acceptance. Yeah, I think just to know that one you're not alone and find people, find friends, find social media accounts that that make you feel good, you know, and again, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, kind of jokingly said, you know, social media detox, but you know, not being afraid to unfollow or mute somebody that mm -hmm. maybe you're constantly like oh, mute is your friend. Yes, oh, mute yes. is your friend. <laughs> mute for thirty you know, days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, every time this person's come up, I just I start feeling bad about myself. So, you know, listening to that and going, okay, I just need to to take a break from them. But on the flip side, like filling your feet up with people that that make you feel good. Yeah. You know, following body 
positivity accounts or body neutrality accounts. Um, you know, again, surrounding yourself with with friends and people that that make you feel good. And I think doing things that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are some examples of, of um, so, so as a dietitian, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of times the things that I see people focused on are weight loss or mm-hmm. changing the shape of their body in some way. What are some things that people can do in your mind that are, because we're really focused on whole health, right? right. So it's, mm-hmm. so it's mental, spiritual, physical. We're focused on all those three important domains. And I don't think one is more important mm-hmm. than the other. I don't think you can be truly healthy if you're unhealthy in another area. So if you're spiritually sick, you're sick all over. Mm-hmm. Um, but so what are some things people can do that are not focused on weight or food, mm-hmm. but that can help them be healthier in some of those other areas as they maybe seek to be healthier in that area too? Yeah, I think um, meditating is is a way, and that could be more spiritual, but um, meditating, you know, spending time with friends, reconnecting with nature, um, and even just, you know, I know you said kind of not you know, exercise related or whatever, but I've even, I don't, I've decided I don't like the word exercise anymore. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't like it either. Yeah. I, like, I was just about to say, I feel like Sherry doesn't like it either. Yeah. I don't. I've, I've decided over the last few months that I don't like that word anymore. And so I prefer movement. Yes. Um, because when I think of exercise automatically, I think like, oh, well that's not fun. Do that. Oh, no. I have to go <laughs> yes. exercise versus like, okay, I get to go move my body. And, you know, again, like I just finally admitted to myself, um, actually yesterday and canceled my gym membership. Like I don't like going to the gym. Like <laughs> I just don't. And I, and it's a horrible okay. place. I just, the people are creepy. Yeah. No offense to you people who like no, going to the gym. No Nothing wrong with no, that. But the people are creepy. Not. The machines are not creepy. If you're listening to this show, you're not creepy. Yeah. But just realize, but, and then I don't think the creepy people listen <laughs> no, to shows. No creepy people listen to our show. But you know, and my mom was like, oh, well now you can come join my gym with me. And I was like, that's not the point. Mom. <laughs> and she's all like, but I love the gym. And I was like, that's fine. But I was like, but, but I don't, yeah. you know, and I was like, yeah. I'd much rather go hike at the mountain yeah. or take a yoga class or do my own yoga, you know, practice at home. I'm like, I just don't. Yeah. So I think doing things that, you know, we want to do that, that align with our values versus like the, the should. So oh, I should I go to the that. gym or I should eat this and, you know, um, you know, if I, yeah, whatever. So again, but kind of just going back to like doing things cause they make us feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they align with our values, not because we should do them or have to do them. I love that. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I am a big believer in, um, the power of no. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and yes. Especially for this year. And I think Dee's the one who taught me that last mm-hmm. year on our show about what would I tell my younger self? Mm-hmm. You had a lot to say about that. And I, well, with that, when you were talking about, I should go to the gym, I mm-hmm. should, I started reframing shoulds to do I want to, yes. right? Do mm-hmm. I want to, I should eat the Brussels sprouts. Do I want to? Well, yes, because I love Brussels sprouts. <laughs> but like for other things, people mm-hmm. say, put it on you. Oh, you should do this or you should do that. But the reality is the person that decides what works mm-hmm. for you is you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you want to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do things that, again, that like, so, you know, if I value, if I value health 
you know, I'm going to do things that make me feel good. So not, I should go to the gym, but even if you're a gym person, it's okay. But (laughs) you know, I'm going to go to the gym because I feel less stressed and strong when I go to the gym versus I should go to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, I not, I should meditate or I should drink this kale smoothie or whatever, but I'm (laughs) good. But I'm going to, you know, meditate or drink the kale smoothie because it makes me feel good. Yeah. Not because I should. Because I want to. Yeah. Because I want to. I think, um, you know, it's funny, this this whole sort of focus on doing things because I should, Mm -hmm. again, goes back to somebody else told me that Mm -hmm. I should do that. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily healthy. Yeah. You know, maybe it's healthy for them. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But, you know, thinking about movement, I love that. And I'm yeah. much I'm a much more of a fan of movement than I am of exercise. And we've talked about that on this okay. show, girlfriends. You guys know how I feel about this. But I think there is actually some newer research that shows that any movement, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be structured, rigorous exercise, although that it can be. And certainly there's some benefits um, to aerobic exercise and to strength training. And I don't want right. to downplay those things because they are are really important for physical health. But the research shows that any movement is better than no movement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got to figure yeah. out like what for you it feels good mm-hmm. and is sustainable and something that you want to do. And so for you, part of that is yoga. How did you mm-hmm. get into yoga? I got into yoga. I taken a couple of classes like here and there in my, you know, in college and in my early 20s. And then, um, It's actually eight years ago this fall, went into a yoga class um, after the death of my dad. So a few months after that and just really found that it was – Gosh, it was just so healing and it was everybody in the studio was just amazing and so welcoming and friendly. And we realized we had all this stuff in common and um, you found community. I did find community. Yeah, I found a lot more than, you know, I went into it, going to be completely honest, went into it going, OK, I'm going to go in here and sweat and get a good workout on and <laughs> and was pleasantly surprised that I got other things out of it um, and then just kind of got hooked from there. Um Definitely have my times where I stay straight away from the practice at times. Um, but yeah, so that's how I kind of stumbled into starting to practice. And then about, gosh, five, yeah, five years ago this summer, I went on a yoga retreat to Italy. Yes, it was as amazing as that. That, that would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not oh going to lie, there was very little yoga and a lot more eating and drinking <laughs> wine all day. <laughs> I think like I did like, yeah, I think I did like two yoga classes the entire time I was there. And I'm so not basically you got your money's worth. I totally got my money's worth. <laughs> but it was there that I was, the thought just kind of popped into my mind of you should become a yoga teacher. Um, just because I realized it helped me, you know, with um, the grief and loss for my dad. I'm an anxious person anyway, so it just kind of helped me, you know, get out of my head so much and get a little bit more grounded. So um, the next year, yeah, I did uh, teacher training. So 
I love that. So for yeah. four years you've been a teacher. Uh, no, because it took like a year oh, to it do it. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. So um, yeah, I, I know nothing about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I finished a little right up around three years ago. Okay. Um, never thought I would actually. I just wanted to do it just to incorporate more of the principles into my work as a therapist. Yeah. But ended up teaching in a studio and teach a few classes a week now and working on my um. My, so I have my 200 hours, as Sherry mentioned, and I'm now working on my next um, certification as a yoga teacher. So my 500 hour Wow. Um, right now. So, yeah, so learning all kinds of new fun stuff. <laughs> I love, that's a lot of hours. It is a lot of hours, <laughs> yeah. And I can't do math in my head, hours. but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm about a year and a half into it. No okay. Wow. I thought I was going to finish it in two years, but it's probably going to be like three or four but that's okay yeah yeah <laughs> nobody's takes, counting yeah. as long as it exactly. takes yeah. yeah I love that yeah well you know that's a great that's a great thought on sort of progress is not there's no when we think about health mm-hmm. there's no like final destination either right right mm-hmm. so whether it's mental physical or spiritual health there's no final death well I guess for spiritual maybe there is but <laughs> there's, no, there's no final destination through our lives in any of these areas you know Mm-hmm. No matter how emotionally healthy I think I am, there's always something that pops up, right? right? And mm-hmm. then I always have to deal with that. And then I think, okay, I'm I'm healed. I'm perfect now. And then something else happens. <laughs> there's your problem. There's yeah. no such thing as perfect. <laughs> usually, usually has to do with somebody else, yeah. right? Not actually me. It's them. But anyway, who's counting? You know, I think the same thing is true mm-hmm. about health, right? You know, we're never – and so that can either be a really positive thing or mm-hmm. it can be a really negative thing, right? Because we can always think – I've always got to be look different. I've always got to right. be doing something better. I've it's always never oh, I was about to say, I was yeah. like, how can it yeah. be negative? But yeah. 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 I think it can increase our dissatisfaction mm-hmm. rather than, you know, another way to think about it is I'm on this journey mm-hmm. and there are going to be lots of interesting things along the way. And sometimes there are going to be, you know, it's sort of like going on a, a highway, right? I mean, we're riding along the highway and there are beautiful things on either side and we see all these great sights and there are all these interesting things. But occasionally there's going to be a pothole, mm-hmm. right? right? <laughs> and we might get a flat tire mm-hmm. and we got to pull off and we've got to deal with the flat tire. We've got to fix whatever's broken. It's just life. It yeah. is life. Mm-hmm. And that's true of our health. You know, I think we talked about this before. Like some people say like, I've never had a cold in 10 years. I've never had a cold or, I've, you know, I've been my whole life, I've never had an, I've never been sick. I'm like, really? <laughs> you live in a bubble? Really? You never had a bum knee? You've never had a time when you had to take a break from something? You've never had, you know, you never had, you never had diarrhea? I don't believe it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So there's always going to be something. And I think so whether our journey seems like it's really long or if our journey is just beginning or if we were really far into our health journey, the journey is just what it is. And we can enjoy the journey without being obsessed about a destination. Right. Yeah. I think for me, that was the, the most important thing that I learned was that I can enjoy the journey. I don't have to be so focused on, you know, this goal weight or this, you know, um, goal look for my legs that, I can just enjoy my body as it is yeah. and continue yeah. to to work on it if I want to, but that part of the journey is just it's just life, you know. It's just mm-hmm. e- I'm evolving, my legs are evolving, <laughs> um, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, love and you're that. right. I mean, it is it is the journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pr- process and. 
yeah keeps going always growing always changing hitting those potholes <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna use that analogy yes now. <laughs> I am thank you <laughs> I'll give you credit <laughs> no no don't worry so so if people want to connect with you mm-hmm. how can they do that where can they find you they can find me um my I'm at Marietta Counseling for Children and Adults what so website there is MarietaCounseling.com uh there's a link to my blog there which I'm not the best blogger but <laughs> hey <laughs> I try <laughs> um and on Instagram my handle, I think that's what they're called. I don't yeah, know. I'm yeah. old. Okay. <laughs> but it's um, Amanda Marks, M-A-R-K-S dot L-P-C dot R-Y-T. And then um, same on Facebook as well. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. And we'll put that on We'll put that on the website too. So if people want to find out more about you, if they want to yeah. connect with you, they mm-hmm. should be able to do that through our website at southernfriednutrition.com. And I'll also include um, some of the resources that you sent us. Great. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing those. Thank y'all. <laughs> and thank you for being here today and sharing your um, expertise in the area of body positivity and self-love and acceptance. And I think it's such a powerful concept that all of our listeners will benefit from. I know I have benefited from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and those of you who've listened today, thank you so much, girlfriends, for joining us. We love you. We think you're awesome. You've got a great body in case nobody's told you that today. And hug yourself. <laughs> and hug yourself. <laughs> And D, we always finish the show with our one question. What are you going to do to be healthier today? Well, you know, earlier I thought I'm going to go home. I'm going to do the chores that I have set for tomorrow today so that tomorrow I can do absolutely nothing. But honestly, I'm tired. So I think I'm going to go take a nap. I love a nap. I love a good nap. I mean, a nap sounds so glorious to me right now. I I think it's going to (laughs) happen. What about you, Amanda? What are you going to do? A nap sounds really good, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. But actually, I think I'm going to go home and do um, my own yoga practice because I didn't get to. um, I didn't get to partake in the class that I taught this morning. So, I love um, it. yeah. Were you walking around like straightening people up? I was walking. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm not big on adjustments. No. So, no. yeah. <laughs> and it was the end class. So it's more about how you feel, not what mm-hmm. you look like. So I got to come take a class with you. Absolutely. You said fun. a yin class? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It works your connective tissues. And so it's, it's kind of like deep stretching. Mm. Yeah. So. We yep. need to go. Learn we need yeah. to like, maybe we should take this show on the road. <laughs> I love it. Well, for yeah. me, I've, I've, we are actually, I'm super excited because we're going to be hosting a little neighborhood get to know you. have got a bunch of new neighbors. So we've invited them over to get to know each other and so that we can meet them. That's coming tomorrow. So that means today, in order to have a sane, joyful time <laughs> tomorrow, I got to do some deep cleaning of my house. <laughs> it doesn't sound fun it's though not fun. it's not fun but I'm going to put on some fun music and I'm going to move my body while I do it and it'll be like exercise and oh it'll yeah. be like fun movement creative <laughs> movement it'll be like a joyful dance party while I'm also vacuuming the rug <laughs> but really it is it is a, that is a very actually for me I actually enjoy that kind of thing so it's a good thing I will enjoy it and I'll feel healthier tomorrow because I invested in that today. And you know what? When I clean, it registers as activity on my Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, girls, thanks for listening. We are, um, again, so happy that you joined us for the show. If you've enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. Make sure you do that and rate the show. And, um, and yeah, join us next time on Southern Fried Girlfriends Podcast. Bye, y'all.